0: This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android
1: platforms.
2: You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.04 a.m., it has come time for our next quiz question. And also let's say, shout out a ha- big hello to oh, Armadale. Armadale.
1: Armadale, New South Wales, listening on 87.6. I think I've been through Armadale maybe once or twice, but I don't feel like I, re- I remember spending any time, any kind of extended time oh, there. Okay. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's got beautiful. I know people live there. I know people who really? live I know people, people who live, live there. there. No but, way. Yes, yes Denuda, I and actually There's, animals, know that. There and there's, there's animals there and there's plants. There's animals and there's probably some <laughs> trees. And yeah, shout out all of the people living in Armadale. If you're from Armadale, give us a text to 0491 064 669. That is That have actually our got beautiful number. old
2: buildings there. You know, there's a university, oh. there's a big um, old Catholic church building, but there's a, a fabulous, University, they're like really old buildings, just like mm. I, I wonder if it's already heritage listed, I don't know, but um, yeah, just a, a super beautiful place and I'm sure that, you know, when COVID happened, a lot of people moved out of Sydney especially or even out of some of the places like Newcastle and then went up north, so I wouldn't be surprised if a, there was a, an influx of people to Armadale, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, that's right. Well, it well, was so. a cascading
1: effect, eh, because yeah. from Sydney people were moving here yeah, and from here people were moving, you know, people it was, it was getting smaller yeah. and smaller, <laughs> people were Chasing people were chasing the the rural areas.
2: Absolutely. Hey, what's our next quiz question, please?
1: Our next quiz question is when the Babylonians captured Jerusalem. Epic question. Okay, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go.
2: And when you was asking the other one, I said, you know, watch the next one too, because it's about Babylonians. Here we go.
1: Here we go. When the Babylonians captured Jerusalem, they made a good job of bringing the walls tumbling. Mm. As Jews began to return to the city, they were faced with a massive rebuilding project. Which two books of the Bible tell this story? Mm. And I got to say, these are two of my favorite, Favorite, all-time favorite oh, all time favorite books. I have somebody else time favorites. I it's preached so on one good. of the. I
2: almost said the book. I preached on one of these just the other week at church, and somebody said to me with tears in their eyes. I said, "I loved your sermon because is my favorite book of the Bible." So, <gasps> oh <laughs> dear! <laughs> I did what
1: you've done before. <laughs> no, nah, I've never, I've never given away the answer to the question, Nina, uh, but that- there's two. There, there is two. two, there is two, oh, so I guess. Oh man! But don't say it again, don't say it again. No, 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 wait. We'll still- if you miss that, that. <laughs> That- but, but you have to, you have to get both of them now. We've given you a leg up. You know what one of them that is: zero is- four nine one zero six four. No, I did do 066- it the other week. No, I- Demeter, I've you never did- ever I remember done it before. You doing I have never ever done blue. it. True blue. I know this is true. is the number to text. Again, what were the two books of the Bible that are talking about the rebuilding of the city? <laughs> Of Jerusalem. I have no idea what she's talking about. Well, tell you. us the
2: name of the leader, too.
1: Well, no. 0491 064 669. Again, our prize for this week is 13 Weeks to Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwezer. Getting into ultimately, yeah, how to hold the happiness that God gives.
2: Absolutely. And how, how good was our interview with Dr. Oh, Adida? Just awesome. Like,
1: Just awesome. I I, dude, the point she was making, it's like, God does if you don't talk about it with your kids, if you don't talk about what the Bible says, you know, it means that you don't have anything to say, God doesn't have anything to say. I was like, that was powerful. Or at least that's what you're teaching your kids, even though The Bible has fantastic things to Absolutely. say. Absolutely.
2: And then it's basically saying that if you say she said yeah, if you're saying nothing, it you're indicating that sex is bad and so you're mm. saying God is bad. Whereas God mm. is love. You mm-hmm. know, this whole picture at every level unpacking it. But I also love how she said time is the key thing with your children. Mm. Time is the key and you know, I'm am a quality time person, right? Mm-hmm. So if my husband gives 100%. me time, I'm a happy wife, you know? They say <laughs> happy wife, awesome. happy life, you know? So, you know, if it's time for me. Um, that is one of my love languages, right? But so for children, especially in this world, and she says, you know, firstly, you know, to edu- start educating them early in that space. Secondly, build parent relationship of love and trust. And thirdly, keep those conversations going, keep talking. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. really, really great points. We're actually going to try and have a back on our show again some other time too, because relationships, as we've been unpacking this week, even in our Bible study time, um, but just overall when we unpack the Bible, we say that God is in relationship. We've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and um, marriage and family is actually um, you know, built on that that of, 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 of Jesus, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, mm, God the Father, mm, God the Son mm. and the Holy Spirit, being a family. And so relationships are so important. And then further from that, our family as a church family is really crucially important too. And mm, so relationships mm-hmm. is the key. Jesus, when he came to this earth to... Relationships was a real key thing for him, wasn't it? That's why he yeah. spent time with people. That's why he healed them. He said, "He who has seen me has seen the Father." So it was just that whole heavenly, earthly connection that was just beautiful. Like,
1: yeah, that's right. It's so interesting when I reflect from a church point of view. You know, as someone who's a part of church and as someone who who works for churches now, studying my degree to to, you know, become a minister, and you're Mm. also working in that space, Danuta. I think, would I be wrong in saying that every, pretty much every ministry comes to an end or fails as a result of interpersonal problems?
2: Yeah. Re- yeah.
1: Like, like interpersonal like problems. Somebody's not
2: willing to compromise, or somebody wants their way only, or they're focused on things but not on the. They don't care about the relationship as long as this thing is the way I want. That's then, right. You know, there's so many aspects within that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and often in regards to, in regards to those ministries and whatnot. Then it's, I, I, I guess like when I, when I think about them and when I've been a part of them, you know, a good thing can be going. And I really believe God can bless when mm-hmm. God, when we are, when we are walking with Him, like God will bless our ministry. God is wanting to bless us to reach others mm. 100%. But I feel as though, yeah, it's usually the thing that gets in the way of that or brings that to an end or, yeah, whatever it may be is the, problems with relationships and between people. And mm. so I, I, I think that we go a far way in asking those questions of how can we enable good relationships to happen in our churches, amongst our families Absolutely. and all those things. And I've been so blessed, you know, by having an amazing family, even though most of my family isn't Christian, uh, I've been so blessed that I've been able to spend time with them and actually see a lot of healing in my family, Lovely, despite, beautiful. you know, difficulties and, and whatnot, and, and that, you know... Uh, yesterday i was heading back from newcastle i mentioned earlier in the show that i was in newcastle doing a bible study heading back from newcastle and i could you know i had to pick some up some things up from my dad's house uh because i've got some things there kind yeah. of being stored cool. and i could just rock up just open the door like i'm an adult my dad's an adult yeah say hello to my dad like nice he's stuff. he's just been absolutely powering just working you know just 24 7 yeah but then i can walk in and see him and it's like oh hey y'all awesome we just chat and everything and and it's it's awesome but it's the same with my sisters like having those relationships are so incredible but what enables those to take place and what i was actually really appreciative of is having an open dialogue with my family about you know these various topics that's and, beautiful and unfortunately again my crush my you know parents don't come from a Christian perspective or a Christian world view and so as uh as you know, was being shared in the interview. It's so good to get that pre- preemptive foothold in there before you learn things outside of those conversations. Unfortunately, we didn't get to that stage, but I still really appreciated that my parents would talk would talk to me about things like this. And I remember hmm. driving in the car, you know, on the way back from school, and it was just me and my dad and opening up about these topics. And Because it was stuff that, again, I was already being exposed to because that's a reality of our yeah. world. You know, we're yeah. already talking about it in school. Uh, you know, by that point, I've already seeing the pictures whatever like it, it's just the reality of life i'm I'm nine years old and i've mm. already been exposed to that mm. uh but it's you know my dad being able to frame that for me wow. in in a positive wow. way and to wow. to give me Again, just some really solid advice as to, to what that is and what that entails and whatnot. And again, I, th- I really also really appreciate it I, I, and I think my dad was very keenly aware of that because I've come from a family of like three sisters. It's three sisters and me. Yeah. And, you know, how dad has been, since my sisters were born, just constantly on edge about protect, 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 yep. protect. He's like, oh, well, now I have another man in the family. Well, I need to teach them to yeah, protect, yeah. protect, protect, protect. 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 So, oh, so blessed, so blessed. It's, it's so, so good
2: to hear. that we
1: can that we can get that perspective. But now it's like for us as Christians, it's like, oh, we can hit an even higher level of like absolutely just being really in tune with how God wants to communicate these topics, and to get you know young Christians involved and aware and and, and knowing. having a positive view. That's right. In that of space. A positive view uh, that is healthy.
3: You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 064 669.
2: Hey, it's come time for us to go into our Bible study time. And this Mm. week what we've actually been looking at is practicing supreme loyalty to Christ. Mm. We've actually unpacked this week about our advice to children. We've actually looked at advice to parents that Paul actually gives and what that means for us today. We looked at slavery in Paul's day. We also looked at, you know, being slaves of Christ and the meaning of that yesterday. And today we're actually looking at masters who are actually slaves because Paul actually refers to, um, in in verse 8 in Ephesians chapter 6, he refers to slave or free. And the slave, uh, and the free here refers to those who are the slave masters. And so, let's just read those verses once again, if we can, please, Lawson. In Ephesians mm. chapter six, verse five to nine, and we're going to particularly look at the masters of slaves today.
1: Here we go. Ephesians chapter six, verse five to nine. Bondservants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as man pleases, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart with good will, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free, and you do the same things to them, giving up threatening, and you, sorry, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him.
2: Mm, interesting passage, hey, isn't it? And then yeah. when we actually look here about masters, so that some of the Christians themselves were actually masters of slaves, mm-hmm. which was interesting. When you look at the fact, though, that in the first century era, too, that masters were able to punish, um, and, and be really harsh towards their Mm. slaves to actually put those two together in the mind is, you know, a little bit mind boggling that the Christians, you know, would actually then do that. Would they actually go down that track or not? And Paul's saying, Hey, don't go down the track of what other masters do. Mm. He's actually saying you are different, but he's also saying here's something more. He's actually saying here, isn't he, that, Hey, slaves and masters of slaves you are all on equal footing. Mm. You are all on equal footing because in God's eyes we are all seen as equal. Mm -hmm. We have status in the world. World, The world has created, the fleshy side of us, the sinful side of us has created status. In God's eyes, everyone is equal.
1: Absolutely, and it's so interesting to see there was – also, a religious element to the class system, and we see this even existing today. Yes. Often in pagan uh, religions, there is always a class system because, like, mystic religions f- very much organized itself on a class system. Like, a- an example of this is in basically all pagan religions, well, the higher class, the highest class of, you know, those, those old societies would be the priests and the patriarchs and whatnot. And they were the insiders. They basically mostly knew that their religions that they Mm. were believing in was kind of made up by them. And they were just, you know, talking nonsense. Or uh, at the same time, they were also very, you know, we, we as Christians believe that there is a spiritual world that was influencing false religion and whatnot. Uh, But then, Later, as this developed into caste systems and whatnot, that these particular group of people before God are are worse than these particular group of people. And that's where, dude, Christianity just cuts through Mm, that like a knife. Cuts completely through it. Again, the the religion of Rome and the religion of Greece and the religion Mm -hmm. of the ancient Near East, you know, all of these pagan religions and their various views on class and shame. Shame. Shame Shame was a
2: big thing. You know,
1: this shame aspect of Mm. the shame culture. We don't really experience it here in the West. It's still very prevalent
2: in the East. And some cultures still do experience it. Shame definitely
1: exists.
2: Yeah. And some cultures have experienced it more than others.
1: That's right. Absolutely. But... There was such a religious and a and a, and a kind of metaphysical mm-hmm. uh aspect to it that it was related to your very existence and your being that oh you are like this yes. you are lower than this other person. Yes. Again, Christianity just comes in and says no. Mm-hmm. Like there is equality amongst people. And this is so key. This is this is such a key idea because it flies in the face of. Other kind of religions or views of philosophy or communism that believe in equality, like, say, a Marxism or a communism or something, Mm. which, like, Marxism, communism is like, okay, well, you know, because everyone's equal, let's make everything equal. Seize the means of production, you know, kick everyone out and 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 kill the bourgeoisie and make (laughs) everyone equal. No, 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 no. This is like the advocation that Christianity makes is... It doesn't matter what class of society you occupy, your value is in
2: Christ. a 100%, yeah, yeah. And therefore, because our value is in Christ and when we know that Mm -hmm. and experience that, we treat other people across the board – With, you know, in the value that God places on them because we realize that we are all valuable in God's eyes and therefore we should value one another. Mm -hmm. We should value one another's skills. We should actually value one another's thoughts. We should, you know, it it extends further in such a broad, broad way.
1: Yeah. And I think it's amazing that God can work through a broken world in that sense. You know, slavery is not a godly system it's not a perfect system it's a very 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 flawed system that has yeah. led to a lot of evil but god working in that space he says hey look even if you're a slave master yeah and again i think an important thing to know about is that we're not again we're not talking about 1860s here we're not talking about the the trans-african slave you know slave movement mm. um we're not talking about you know being stolen from countries and whatever you know people were Born as a, in the class of slaves, they were and, born in that. and yeah. and it's 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 a Roman slave. It wasn't that they had absolutely no rights, and they were bound in chains twenty four seven and and whatnot. Like, yes, slaves would be abused and run away, but it was again this it it, it represented the lowest class mm. of people would just be put into slavery mm-hmm. because it's like okay, here is your job, here is you know this is this is what you are going to do. You kind of have no say in it. This absolutely, is what you get paid. Yeah, yeah. And what this is saying here is. So in this system that's not perfect, God is like, okay, well, masters of slaves, um, treat these people as if God is watching. Uh, you know, there's no pers- partiality. What a call!
2: What an incredible like, call! Like, like, hey, what, like, what a like, massive call! If I
1: become a Christian, right? Yeah. And and you're convicted, and you're like, okay, treat your slaves as if God is watching. Like, all of a sudden, pressure's on, eh? Like, yeah. it's like, wait a second, like. It's like because every
2: moment that you'd be doing something, you'd be thinking like, "Am I doing this in the Christian way? Am I, am I, am I conveying Jesus to these Mm. people, or am I
1: not?" It reminds me of when Jesus says, "You know, it's easy to treat your friends well. You Uh know, to love your friends. This is as the sinners do, but to love your enemies." And we're looking at this class of slaves, people that like in in that. Era, the owner of a slave had the right to abuse them or beat them up. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there were some protections for slaves, but ultimately, there they were they were the property of the owners. They were. And now, again, the words of Jesus are being kind of echoed throughout here. It's like treat them as if God's watching, you know. And I can imagine those words, you know, it's it's uh, you know to treat, um, even though even they're, though they're not your friends, they're mm, your slaves they, to to yeah. to treat them with respect. And I feel like so many good things would. Come out of that, and that's because we see and observe good things coming out of the, again, not the perfect, but the system of slavery that God installs in the mm. Old Testament, where He's like, okay, slaves can only be slaves for seven years, and after seven years, they need to be set up by their masters yeah. and and whatnot, and we saw often slaves just. Saying, well, I don't want to, I'm a part of my master's family mm, now. Like, mm. they've taken me in. They've forgiven my debt. They've given me everything that I've ever needed. I'll, I'll stay here. And I can imagine, you know, assist, uh, I can imagine a situation. H- how, what an evangelism. What and an it, evangelism. It's, it's so weird to talk about slavery like this, but imagine like you're a, you're a Christian slave owner. You're treating your slaves so well that your slaves love being a part of your family. And if they don't want to be, then you, you know, you, you know, let them go. Yeah. It, well, but they're wanting to be a part of your family, they're being, want to be part of your system, and then the other slave owners are like looking around at like. Whoa! A, like a, the other masters, like wait, what?
2: Absolutely, and I, my mind goes to again what we mentioned yesterday about how Paul writes to Philemon. He said about Onesimus, he said, "Don't treat him like a slave, but with with brotherly love." And yes. when you're saying, you know, as a Christian owner, a master, you know, and you have a slave, and you treat them so differently, I imagine it would be, you know, that whole treating them not just as friends, but as family, yeah, as family, and not somebody who's the underdog, you know, yeah. in this situation in any kind of way. And um, uh, and so, yeah, just, just a really important aspect that Paul is actually bringing out. And again, you know, he says, you know, you are on equal footing before Christ, you know, overall in the judgment. We'll unpack some of those verses relating to that um, shortly after our next song as we continue into that as well, which is really important.
1: Yeah, this song actually, In the Sanctuary by 3ABN Music. This was requested by Wayne and we're playing it now.
4: Have a high priest up in heaven. Hallelujah! Oh, Hallelujah! He's our defender before the Father in a temple made by God, not man. Most hope
2: That was the song, In the Sanctuary. What a beautiful song that one is, isn't mm-hmm. it? We, we really love that too. Thanks for the request with that one there, Wayne. Um, you're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, it's come time for our last quiz question. If you haven't entered this week into the quiz and you want to go in the draw, that will be happening at quarter to nine today. This is your last chance to go in, and people have actually won it that have actually entered only for the very last question for the week. So take it away for us, Lawson. What is our last quiz question?
1: Here we go. Our final question of the day in the book of Proverbs is a verse that likens a city with tumble-down walls to a man who lacks what? If you know the answer to that one, 0491 064 669. Also, bonus point. Have you guessed the theme? So we've had a theme for today. If you know the theme for our quiz for today, every single question has been, related to something then 0491 064 669 our book for this week 13 weeks to joy how to hold the happiness that god gives by jennifer jules Schwerzer. but again that question was in the book of proverbs is a verse that likens a city with a tumbled down walls with a city with tumbled down walls to a man who lacks what Mm. so so you've got a city it's got tumbled down walls it's like uh, a man is like a city with tumbled down walls if he lacks what? Oh, I've got correct answers coming through as well. So fantastic people really on the ball. Um, 0491 064 is the number to text. Danuta, been talking about. Yes. We've uh, been, been talking about. The
2: Bible. Uh, um, well, yeah, being slaves. and more specifically, yeah, Ephesians 6 and about masters who are slaves, and, you know, as in that they have slaves and he's saying, look, you know, you're slaves too in the sense that you are slave masters but you have equal footing um, before Christ in the judgment. In fact, let's actually go back to uh, – actually, no, no, I wanted to say something before we go there too. Imagine being a master because in, in back then in Paul's time they had house churches, right? And being in this small, intimate place, you're having, you know, your a house church, and Paul says this to you, and you feel like, well, everyone knows that I'm the master here. And suddenly it's actually, it it just, you know, it hits you like a ton of bricks. I reckon it would when he actually says says this stuff to them, you know, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free, because he doesn't end off on just slave, he says free. And you masters, he's actually speaking very specifically, do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, in other words, don't keep punishing them, knowing that your own master also in heaven uh, is also in heaven and there is no partiality in him. And I think that's really important and really good here because like Paul actually says here, you know, these folk would have, the masters, they would have been saying to them, lords. That's that's the term that would have been used for them. But he's actually then using the term lords to say, hey, there is one lord, Mm. capital L-O-R-D, and... And so he says, you know, you actually stand, um, you know, on equal, you know, there's no partiality. There's no difference that Christ mm. sees between us. And therefore you are on the same footing and therefore you'll be on this judged in the same way, mm. you know, not in mm-hmm. any better way. So let's actually go to second Corinthians chapter five, verse 10. Second Corinthians five, verse 10. Um, and also we'll do Colossians, Colossians chapter three. Um, and if you could read those verses to us, please. Um, yes, 2 Corinthians
1: chapter 5 and verse 10, the Bible says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad.
2: Yeah, now, he will not say that we're saved by grace through faith. Hey. Mm. We're saved through Jesus Christ. Our judgment will be according to how our, according to our works, Mm. you know, as in how we behave, how we reflect Christ, what we'll be doing in that space. And he says, and it says there, as we just read, that all will be judged. Equally, Mm. equally. So a master won't be judged differently to a slave, as in if we put in today's modern day, um, you know, even with slavery or even as we said in the home sometimes people can feel that one person lords it over them and they are under the thumb and they cannot have their freedom of choice and stuff. And so, yeah.
1: And I think even – I was going to say even more powerfully back then than now, but even still now – People of class get away with more things than people who aren't of class. Right. Like this is, this is this is a reality of our world. It is that yeah, if you are of class, you know you have the the ability to commit more crime uh, and to to do worse things. But in a civil and you sense, pay your
2: way to get out of it
1: to get out <laughs> of it. You know, it's like it's like. Literally, the the president of the United States, you know John F. Kennedy, was killed by the CIA, mm. and it's like, and who got the repercussions for that? No mm. one, like, mm. like no one. No, well, they, you know, they put up the RV Oswald. Uh, this might be a bit conspiracy, you know? and <laughs> some of you guys might text in and and call me, uh, you know. <laughs> but this is this is pretty much confirmed. Or like, for example, um, like the uh, the American government, like. They, there hasn't been the, sorry, the legal, um, the legal proving of this, but in a civil sense, like the the American government have paid reparations to the family of Martin Luther King mm-hmm. because it's pretty well confirmed now that Martin Luther King's death is attributed to the CIA, mm-hmm. you know, a branch of the mm-hmm. American government. Mm-hmm. Again, and they've paid like over the last thirty years, they have paid you know for legal penalties of yeah. reparations for that. Yeah. Um. Why didn't anyone go to jail for killing Martin Luther King? Like, and it's because, like, people of class, and particularly, again, if there's, there's political power involved or money or whatever it may be, like, they usually get away with committing crimes. Like, Mm. this is, this is the reality of the situation. Um, and masters in this case, again, when you own people as property, The, the sentiment it has is often, well, you can do what you want. You can, it's, well, it's not murder because they're your property. Yeah. If you, if you beat up a, if you kill a Roman citizen, oh, you're done. You are Mm. gone. Like Mm. it's, it's over. But if you kill a slave, like, uh, like they're, they're just a, they're just a slave. Um, Mm. but. Again, what is being said here? Like, God shows no partiality. God shows
2: no partiality. And Paul writes that in some, in other writings as well. You know, you've read it in Corinthians. We've just read it in Ephesians. And in Colossians, it says the same in chapter four, verse 23 to 25. And it says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. And, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality and so here Paul is actually in the verse before that he's mm. actually speaking even to the bond servants about obeying your masters but imagine being a slave and actually hearing what Paul says in this space that he's not just speaking to the slaves but he, he's actually speaking to the masters as well and how encouraging and so much of Paul's language in Ephesians would have been really heartening you know and encouraging to the Christian slaves because earlier mm. in chapter 1 he speaks about becoming adopt, adopted as sons and daughters um, in chapter 1 it also talks about the fact that we're you know inherited, grafted into the family of God, it also talks further in Chapter Two about being enthroned with Christ and becoming fellow citizens and members of the household of God, and then also then we in chapter three and four, he talks about the the fact that we become the body of Christ. And so, you know, here in Chapter 6, it actually, you know, he gives that further teaching in the letter about mm. this whole relationship between the slaves and the master and vice versa. And so the counsel that he's actually giving is to the slaves and the Masters. So he's actually saying, hey, you are all equal in the sight of God. And I love the fact that, you know, as we finish our study, we want to um, encourage you, if you are in a situation that is really negative and really disheartening and you're feeling pushed down, just know that we are all considered equal in the sight of God. We find mm. our value in Christ. May you find your value in Christ because mm. He loves you and He means so you mean so much to Him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so then, you know, as Paul writes, all and he's not ashamed He's not ashamed,
2: of the, he's gospel not ashamed
1: of, of the gospel He is not ashamed to be a servant or a slave to Christ um, Because of what Christ has done for him Right now there's Stephen Curtis Chapman With Feet of Jesus At the feet of
3: Jesus I will lay my burdens down I will lay my heavy burdens down In the stillness I can hear my Savior Calling out Come to me And lay your burdens down So I will lay down My struggles And I will lay down My shame And all the fear I drag around Through this life Like a ball and chain And I will sing Sets me free, and you will find me at the feet of Jesus. And you will find me at the feet of Jesus in the arms of Jesus. I will find my peace and rest. Hearing calling come to me and rest Carried by my shepherd cradle tightly to his chest There and there alone my soul find rest So I will rest in the shelter of my saviors and race safely in the refuge of His mercy and His grace, and I will sing hallelujah to the one who sets me free, and you will find me in the arms of Jesus. Find me at the feet of Jesus. You will find me at the feet.
2: to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: He is our God He is our God We are the sheep of His hand For the Lord, our Maker
2: You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. That was Fernando Otegi with Come Let Us Worship. It has come time for us to give our answers to our quiz question, but first we're going to spin the wheel and find out who our winner is for today. That
1: is correct. So, guys, right now we are going to spin that wheel. Okay. And it's spinning and it's spinning and it's slowing down. And our winner for this week is none other than Greg. Uh Greg, We want to shout out Greg Because this is the thing You know We talk often About our quiz And it's like Oh man Even if you get one answer in You can win Yeah Greg <laughs> Has been consistent every yes, single day. He he's answered at he's least, at Good least on a couple questions a day. And as a result, you know, he's, he's in there. He's got he's got stacks in the quiz. You know, we're looking at the wheel right now. You can see a bunch of Greg's. You see a bunch of other people, but it's it's great to see that. Yeah, Greg will take home the book Thirteen Weeks to Joy by yes. Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. We'll give that to you absolutely for free because you got the answers correct. Hey, uh, let's go through some of the answers. Us for today, Absolutely. which city was taken down by the blowing of Rand's horn whilst marching around its walls till they fell? It was Jericho. Uh, it was Samson who pulled down the you know the the walls of his Phil- upon the Philistine captors. Mm. Um, Cyrus the Great. This is so awesome. Such a fabulous so he, story. He dams up the Euphrates River and then marches. Under Underneath, the tunnel, because yes. the problem with besieging battle, which basically every single, like not every single, often ancient wars, they they met in you know valleys to to fight it out army to army, but when an army would be traveling and uh, doing conquest, um, they would often besiege the city. Yeah. Now this is a problem for a lot of cities, you know, we see the siege of Jerusalem in the Bible and it's yeah. like people start eating their kids and it's, you know because they run out of food and water and supplies, it's a really sad situation. The problem with besieging Babylon is that they had enough grain in there to stock themselves up for about 100 years, 50 to 100 years, crazy. But also, they had the Euphrates river running through it and so they always had access to water, they could grow crops from inside of the city, from inside of the walls, everything like that. But Cyrus the Great, seeing this, well, it meant that it was impregnable because, and it was also double-walled as well. It was. So, so if you climbed one wall, high, then high you, wall. Got, you got stuck, you know, yep. in the next wall. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, here, Cyrus, he's just like, well, what if we just take just, the water out and just walk under the walls? And
2: what incredible wisdom with that, though. Yeah. Like, it's just like, well, let's find another way. It's like... It's not, let's let's just give up. It's like, let's find another way.
1: And it's cool because they wait for their moment and it's yeah. when the city's in party, you know, the Belshazzar's drunk and everyone's just drinking right. and hanging out. Cyrus is like, all right, it's time. You know, it's we've, time. we've got this. They, they walk straight the, yeah. under the walls and they conquer the Babylonians. Yeah. Uh, next one here. Well, when the Babylonians captured Jerusalem, they made a good job in bringing the walls tumbling down. Um, as Jews began to return to the city, they were forced they were faced with a massive rebuilding project. Which two books of the Bible tell this story? And it was Ezra and... Which one was it, Danita? Which <laughs> Nehemiah. One? Nehemiah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Nehemiah is one of my... Ezra and Nehemiah, but particularly Nehemiah, one of my favorite books in the Bible. Just so incredible. Telling a story there of, you know, the the Persians sponsor them to head back to yeah. uh, to to Jerusalem to rebuild around, the city
2: around 444 BC it was mm. and you know and with that rebuilding it was not just that the, the, the city got rebuilt but that was an incredible spiritual revival as well, as yeah. well within oh, the community man. which is so and, and awesome. of course Nehemiah was the leader with all of that under God's direction which is another really powerful mm. story yep our last one.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And then finally here, uh, in the book of Proverbs is a verse that likens a city with tumbled down walls to a man who lacks what? And it's a man who lacks self-control. And of course, I said as well, bonus points for those who know the theme of all the questions today. And the theme was, of course, clearly, we're talking about walls falling down, a bunch of walls (laughs) coming down, a bunch of things with walls, and you guys got that correct too. Greg actually wrote in this morning having just won the prize um, and said I really felt so led by God to seek this book thanks for blessing me I'm getting so much out of your show God speaks praise to me so Lord. much um, and you know starts my day you know sets my day up in the classroom happy Sabbath oh well Greg thank oh, you so much praise the Lord and we praise That's God so that you're great. enjoying the show but also that we can get this book out, out to you and you can you know experience joy in the Lord again and that number, our number is 491 64 If you guys have any comments, we've got some comments here that we haven't had time yeah, to we've had so many talk, today. talk hey. about. Uh, we might get to in our last section. But guys, thank you so much for playing the quiz this week. Thank you for being part of the show. We will come back after this next song. One of my favorites here, Bethany Barnard with the song Covenant, which will you know be returning right after this.
5: uh uh-huh.
2: was Beth- Bethany Barnard with Covenant. We've come towards the end of our breakfast show. Always goes too fast and the week's gone too fast, but we want to encourage you to stay on on after our show too. We've got Tassie Encounters coming mm. up. We want to also give you... Um, A Bible verse to encourage you for the weekend as you go into the weekend for today and the weekend. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Isn't that a great verse? Mm. Exodus fourteen fourteen. You know, so the Lord will fight for you. Take everything to the Lord um, and be surrounded by people who believe in the Lord and support you. Um, Lawson, what have we got for our free giveaway for the end of this week? Our last one for this week, please.
1: So I got a text in from Wayne, and he was asking about Matthew twenty four, tribulation, European Union all of the things that are going to happen as Matthew 24, 21 says, for then shall be a great tribulation such as would not seen since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor shall ever shall be. I've got a book here. It's called False Prophecies About Israel, Babylon and oh. Armageddon by Steve Wahlberg. Great book. It, what, The purpose of this book is to really, to cut through the fat here mm. uh, and to see, hey, what is Revelation? What is Matthew 24? What are these books to the Bible that are about what the end time is going to be. What are they actually about? We're talking about Korean cults well, we, yeah, earlier. Yeah. And like their whole thing is saying, Oh, Revelation's actually about me. I'm an immortal person, and it's the only one who can understand Revelation. Like there is so much talk, there's so much chat around this book. We need to get back to the Bible, look at what that's the saying Bible. and we've got the information right here with this book. If you're the first, text it through at 0491-064-669. We'll give you this book absolutely for free. But, guys, have a fantastic weekend. Remember to talk faith, to live faith, and act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ.
6: God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By His counsels, God uphold you. With His sheep securely fold you.
3: The Breakfast Show, bits
0: worth repeating.